Hi, this is Kev Legs Walker, and you are about to hear a podcast of an interview that appeared on Shades of Blues here on The Cat. And there will be plenty more as we delve into the archives. Sit back and enjoy. I'm delighted to say I am now joined on the phone by Kathy Lemons and Phil Berkowitz from The Lucky Losers. Good morning, good evening, whatever time it is over there. Good morning. Hi, Kevin. Happy to be here. Now, I must, before we go any further, I've taken issue with a lot of people over the years about this. Please, please, please don't call me Kevin. It feels like I've done something wrong. Oh, (laughs) it's Kev. That's the one. Oh, bless you. Um, so, how are you both? Are you okay? Yeah, we're, we're going to be going to Portland um, in about an hour, um, and we'll be doing a little show up in Portland, Oregon on Tuesday, but it's really a mini vacation for us, too, but we're heading into some serious snow up there. Oh, right. And we're going to drive. Phil wants to drive. Phil likes to drive. <laughs> One thing in the notes that I had... It describes you, Phil, as a mysterious leading man. What did you mean by that? Mm, I don't know. I guess I'm sort of like the, uh, you know, that what's that guy, Daryl, what was his name? Daryl Dragon, the captain, you know, the captain in Tennille. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. He's a Tony Tennille. I'm, I'm, I'm the captain sort of character, you know. Right. <laughs> okay. I can go with that, yeah. <laughs> I think what this woman, this young woman, wrote a lot of the content on our website. She's really brilliant. Her name is Ruby Gartenberg. And Ruby came up with that, and I think what she meant was Phil has sort of an elegant restraint to his performance uh, persona. It's kind of like... You didn't uh, know how to describe me, so... A little bit restrained <laughs> and a little bit sophisticated. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So how long have the two of you known each other, then? Uh, How long? About five, uh, five or six years now. Or well, we've been together for about five years. Five um, years. And uh, yeah, and um, I was familiar with Kathy's name uh, prior to that. She, you know, performed locally here in San Francisco for a very long time. And I was kind of shy. I didn't really go out and hobnob a lot with a lot of the uh, other blues people, unless you know our paths, you know, directly crossed with each other so um, I guess it was just a matter of time or fate or destiny or something that you know our paths would cross and we were both sort of uh, recently gone through you know breakups of our you know previous uh, relationships and so you know we sort of uh, started up a new one together. You're from the Bay Area in San Francisco which to us in the UK has a certain mystique harking back to the 1960s. What's it like nowadays? Well, I mean, Bay Area's always been, you know, uh, you know, uh, I think a politically liberal city. It's, uh, I like, we like to think that we're kind of progressive, I guess, and, you know, it's changed a lot culturally, I think, since the 60s. But, you yeah, know, I, I still think there's a little bit of that spirit left over and I think that's what we kind of draw from and what kind of drew us to the Bay Area initially um, but I think it's, it has a very transient uh, nature to it there's a lot of people from all different uh, uh, parts of not just parts of the country but parts of the world who, who choose to live here so there's you know there's uh, you know there's a positive and a negative side to that you know? yeah. negative side you know there's not enough of a real firmly rooted kind of basis of generations who lived here and stuff uh and then the other part of it is you know 
positive part of it is, is there's a whole it's a whole melting pot of all these different interests and yeah. different cultures and um, so it's, it's interesting they let you do what you want to do basically here you know they you know they're not so quick to pass judgment on you and, we uh, even have a nice police force it's true we have like a really liberal sheriff <laughs> but yeah it's kind of like be who you are nobody's going to bother you if you want to stand on your head on the street go ahead we're not going to bother you if you want to walk down the street dude if you're in the casserole go ahead you know <laughs> Well, it does have a worldwide reputation for producing some brilliant music, but it's not synonymous with the blues. So what was it that attracted you to that? Well, for myself, I mean, what initially attracted me to this area was a whole, you know, sort of multitude of things that I, I guess that I really kind of just maybe just fantasized about more than really than, than being connected to in reality. I originally grew up uh, outside of New York City in North, North Jersey. And uh, Kathy's, you know, she moved around a lot when she was a kid, but she, you know, went, uh, went to high school in, uh, in uh, Dallas. Dallas, out there a long time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so for me, personally, it, it was I was here for uh, several years before I even pursued playing music at all. I never picked up uh, an instrument or, you know, uh, played harmonica until I was in my late 20s. And once I started doing that, I sort of found my way to the blues, and you know, through that. You know, it kind of seemed very foreign to me and mysterious. There was uh, things ab about the blues that uh, really, you know, it was sort of mystified. Myst I felt sort of mystified by it. You know, like, what, you know, what did, who are these people? It was a sort of a mystique to it uh, when I first heard, you know, Muddy Waters and Lightning Hopkins and B.B. King and people like that. And I, you know, I sort of fell in love with. You know, with with those those people uh, before I I actually started playing an instrument, and then when I started playing the instrument, I got turned on to, you know, famous harmonica players like Little Walter, James Cotton, and uh, Carrie Bell, and uh, you know, and some of the more modern guys. There's a, a guy that uh, played, you know, uh, probably familiar with Robin Ford. Yeah. Uh, I'm using the phrase blues because it's a blues yeah. show that I present, but. Your music does incorporate other styles as well. I mean, there's a certain funky feel on some of the songs. It's sort of an evolution of, of our of our music that, that, that has sort of come to fruition uh, uh, individually for for oursel ourselves mm -hmm. through the years in which we've been performing, and then even more so once we've joined forces together and sort of made a decision like, let's do something like in the vein of it's really going to let us have our own voice creatively our own voices are going to come through creatively let's write write a lot of original songs let's draw from from different areas of you know r&b funk new old new orleans jazz tra traditional, traditional, traditional chicago, chicago and blues, texas yeah. blues um, all of it uh, yeah you know and we want to sort of you know sort of go for a little bit of that you know delaney and bonnie vibe you know with our voices blending together yeah, uh, yeah. and um, and so that was kind of how you know how it has sort of permutated into what we do as phil and kathy we've come up you know really uh trying to fully appreciate and learn from and emulate uh the, 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 the blues. great yeah right. the great blues traditional artists. You know, blues people That's out, where of, we out come of all from. the different different regions of the country. And the, the fact that you know you look back in the history of blues music, and there's such a great sort of regional aspect to different styles yeah. of, of blues that really that's sort of missing today in, in music. 
I'll be honest with you, I, I came across you via your most recent release, Blind Spot, and it had yeah. such a freshness and vibrancy about it that I was instantly hooked and then delved into your back catalogue. Yeah. Do, do you think that latest album is a natural progression you mean from what you, you were doing way back in the days of any in any town or winning house? Yeah. I think that yeah, it is, but I, 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 but I, I would see it as, as, as more of a radical uh, natural progression, um, you know, than, than yes. where, where we had been before. And, and I think that uh, after that first, uh, even with the first uh, recording that we did in 2015 with Winning Hand, we really decided, you know, decidedly wanted to sort of boldly go, you know, push push the envelope and go further out into the realm of, you know, of, of finding our own voices, you know, yeah. uh, as performers. I think that that that's uh, blind spot. I think is is a good indicator of that. Who are your influences then, or do you try to avoid that kind of thing and try and be unique? There's there's so many of them. Uh, you know, the, you know, I could I could name just a whole bunch of people from you know from past history. You know, going back traditionally, like uh, I'm not a guitar player, but I'm you know really impressed with with a lot of the great guitar players in blues. You know, like Lonnie Johnson. Robert, oh, yeah. Robert Johnson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Guitar Slim, Clarence Gaymount Brown, Louis uh, Jordan. Uh, Louis, Come on, Louis Jordan. Is a, you know, I did a tribute to Louis Jordan back in uh, 2005, and it was a harmonica player's tribute um, without horns, uh, ironically enough. But um, and I had a I had a band for several years called Louis Blues, which did it, uh, nothing but Louis Jordan material. So he's been a deep influence on on me as well. And then people, the more, a lot of the more modern people, if you go into R&B, like, uh, you know, Curtis Mayfield. Oh, yeah. Um, Johnny Taylor. Johnny Taylor, yeah. Uh, I could go on and on with a bunch of different different names. And then people, people in, class, you know, rock music, like the band. The band. Um, We're big fans of the yeah, band, both uh, of us. Yeah. Huge you know, fans of Bob Dylan. Bob yeah. Dylan, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, great songwriters, you know. I'm, 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 uh, you know, into the whole sort of, you know, lyrical aspect of, of songs and how people convey a story. I was going to say about the songwriting. You're out on the road and meeting new people, seeing new places. Obviously, that's an inspiration for your songwriting. Uh, yes, it, it has been. I think more so for Kathy as well. I think Kathy's really written some songs about being on the road. Uh, like for instance, uh, what was it? Make a right turn. Yeah, that was a direct story about an experience we had in our van. <laughs> in places that are, you know, you know, you know, it's less less than what we expected, or things that were maybe more than what we expected. Right. You know, you know there was a lot of things that that happened that sort of uh, sort of blindsided by, you know. But you you're you're in the middle of it, and you have to, you know, you have to, you know, maintain your level of professionalism and. Uh, Get through it. Get through yeah. that experience. You can move on to the next place. You know, almost don't have, it's like a whirlwind. You don't have time to think sometimes. It's a lot of, you know, the road is, is certainly is hurry up and wait. You know, it's hurry up and wait. This is a question I ask quite a lot of interviewees. Have you ever considered doing a stripped down basic acoustic album? Well, the next album we're going to do is going to be traditional blues. And within that, we're going to do some stripped down acoustic songs uh but that is an interesting idea yeah. we thought about like a thing with like yeah with acoustic guitar and acoustic piano and acoustic harmonica idea. you know on, on a few of these songs 
And so, uh, yeah, we're you know we're um, looking we're looking toward you know doing something like that on our next. Yeah. There's a feature that I have in the show, and it's something from 1920s, 1930s. And those old jug band songs just make you feel happy. Oh, I love, we found a great song. I don't know what year it's from, but it's called What Makes You Act Like That. And it's Lonnie Johnson and Clara Smith. And it's a beautiful little funny, hilarious duet between these couple, you know, joking around with each other. But it's, it's, it's how, what year is that from, honey? Uh, I don't know, 1938, 1930, maybe. 1930, no, it's it, probably like 1930. Well, I'm, I'm just looking at the clock and realising we've been chatting away for ages. Um, it's been an absolute joy. So what are your plans for the coming year? Um, any plans to come over to the UK? Uh, well, um, nothing yet, but we, we want to be able to make it over to Europe. And um, it, unfortunately, it hasn't happened yet. Um, but we need to, I think, just, you know, keep pursuing that and trying to uh, we'll get there connect eventually. With, the right, with the right people who can help us make that happen. And yeah, we need an agent that yeah. could handle a European tour. We can't just go we, over for one yeah. job. I mean, we've had job offers in Spain, and but, we, you know, to get over there for one job isn't enough. So if we could string several gigs together and have a proper tour with the road manager connect with the right uh agent over yeah, there yeah we think, need an agent which we've been we've been yeah. trying and we've been trying it'll 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 happen eventually i think um for now we're, we're, we're going to do a tour this spring uh in april and may we, we're playing three different festivals uh we're playing a festival in uh new mexico and uh texas and alabama yeah and got some other some other gigs coming up we want to I don't really want to uh, ramp, ramp things up a bit, you know, with the number of gigs that we're able to book, and um, hopefully we can, you know, we can do that. And you were saying earlier that you already got plans for the next album as well. Yeah, this is Phil's idea. He wants to do... We get a lot of flack because we don't stay in this traditional block box. From the blues crowd. From the blues purists in the Bay Area beyond. We get a lot of, oh, that's not blues, that's not blues. And just do a traditional blues album, you know, 10 or 11 cuts, and then six months later, follow that up with the only original tunes that Phil and I write, again, going out of the box. But sort of, you know, I, I like the idea. I think it's an unusual idea, and I think uh, it'll be fun, and uh, it'll be very challenging. Well, probably, but probably, you'll cool. probably maybe start working on it by uh, December of, of this year. Yeah, yeah, we'll start recording. We want to, we always, when we go into the studio, what we've done in the past is we write the songs, find the songs we want to do, go into the studio, rehearse the band, then go into the studio, record the album, and then learn how to sing them. Right. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're already starting on it a little bit, but it's, you know, it's we're a, a little working, bit behind. Work in progress. But we'll get there. We have a lot I'm, of ideas. I'm sure you will, and I, I look forward to hearing it when it comes out. But, uh, Thank you for taking the time out to do this. Um, you say you're dashing off to your next gig, so I'll let you get off. And uh, do please keep in touch. Well, thanks, Kev. Thank you Thank so you, much for yeah. playing our music. That is it's a wonderful thing. Really Thank you so it. much for all the hard work you do to keep music and blues alive. That's a beautiful thing. Thank you. 
And I hope you enjoyed that little interview there. And there will be more as we record more for the show. And we are going to delve into the archives and pull some of the old ones out as well. So, plenty more to come. And of course, if you want to hear the whole show, there is always Listen Again. I'll see you next time. Take care.